Hello there, welcome back to Jack Facts Podcast. I'm Jack, and thank you for tuning in on a podcasting app or device, or watching from YouTube, either from my YouTube channel or YouTube Live. It means a lot. I'm happy to have you here. And for anyone interested, you can find me under Jack Facts on TikTok, on YouTube, and on just about, uh, well, not any, but just quite a few podcasting um, apps including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Copy RSS. If you want to find those, you can just go onto the apps and look, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash jack dash facts, where I'll take you to any of the apps, I'll take you to my YouTube channel, and you can leave, uh, of course, a message and comments on any of those. But if you go to anchor.fm, you could leave me an audio message. And I can include that on my YouTube channel. I can include that on my Spotify. I would love to have live recordings of people, audio recordings of people, to share with the rest of the community and to really hear from you guys. It would be, uh, it would be exciting. So please consider it. And also, thank you for tuning in. Love you guys. You're winners. Not winners because you tuned in, but winners because you made it through another week. And that's not always easy. So, but let's move on to John Carpenter. For anyone who doesn't know, John Carpenter, I believe, is still alive. He, let's see. Yeah, there he is. Um, I'm on his Wikipedia page. <coughs> Pardon. I'm on his Wikipedia page where he is 73 years old. He was born in 1948 in Carthage, New York. So, he's up there. But he's, you know, he's only 73 years young. Let's be nice to the guy. And he's done a lot of horror action and science fiction films. Especially in the 70s and 80s. And I love those years of film. Those what I grew up watching. It holds a lot of nostalgia factor. I'm gonna get some water real quick. I think a lot of people hold those here special, but I grew up watching horror movies and 80s and 70s movies. And I always liked these movies that he that I now know he directed and had a had heavy hands in creating and making. But I never always realized it was him because I was never the guy to pay attention. I was a person who would watch movies or TV shows, and yeah, I noticed actors, but I wouldn't try to remember their name, the directors, the writers, or anything to like go, ooh, I like this person's work, I like how they are, I like their style, let's follow them. Was never a concern. I mean, growing up, even though I was a kid and not always interested, I knew other kids knew like directors, actors' names, knew, knew bands' names for, um, like, y'all like this song, what's the band's name? With no album names, I didn't. It took me forever to go, yeah, I recognize this band and their name is blank. The title of the song is blank. I'm not perfect at it, especially because there's a lot of music out there, movies, but I probably at one point couldn't name anyone. Like, I I knew of names, but I couldn't identify, I couldn't connect. And so for a long time, I knew of John Carpenter because there is a thing from another world, I believe, and that's a black and white movie. Um, I, I believe the thing is based off of it, and it's 
in Antarctica with a plant-based monster who kills people to suck their blood. Like, it needs to consume blood. I'm assuming for all the nutrients and minerals in um, mammals' blood. Mammals' blood. But it's not as good. So it's always John Carpenter, in my opinion. It's not a bad movie. It's just a, compared to John Carpenter's The Thing, it's, it's not as good as that. Um, so going back to John Carpenter, 73 years old, 73 years young, um, action, horror, science fiction films. The Fog watched it. It was probably better in 1980 when it came out. It's okay, but um, he, he's worked a lot with Kurt Russell, including in the Escape from series, Escape from New York, Escape from LA. Like these movies are not amazing movies, but they're. <coughs> Pardon. But to me, they're cult classics. They're just um, amazing and enjoyable, and I love them. And I want other people to understand how much I love them, too. Excuse me one second. Okay, now emergency. That's good. Sorry, I'm just trying not to cough all over this. I wonder if I should cut this stuff out or leave it in. I kind of want to cut it out, but at the same time, I kind of want to leave it in to be honest about how I'm doing, because I feel like... I don't know, is it weird to say I feel like I'm lying if you guys don't get an unedited recording or video of what's going on here? I do feel like I'm kind of like lying. I don't know why. Like, oh, I gotta show them how much I cough every time I talk because it's hard for me to talk for a minute without coughing ever since I have the cold. Huh, but whatever, um, gosh, come on. Well, I'm, I'm really get excited when I want to talk about something that gets worse. Huh, it's almost like I have a fear of talking to more than one or two people. Well, it shouldn't be a problem right now. I'm not talking to a lot of people. But maybe it's because I want to do this and excitement makes things worse. Whatever. Um, going back to him, one of the first movies that I didn't realize I was watching that was his were the Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. movies, which have Kurt Russell in it as Snake Bliskin. And talk about a fun silly movie that makes like no sense to me but at the same time makes a lot of sense because um spoilers a guy is being forced to work for the united states government which is fascist like the media is controlled by the government everything's the military there's there's walls around new york city and la after they've had natural disasters where they just throw the prisoners in there and there's like i'm pretty sure walls along the entire coast or at least that's the feel the fat this fascist government gives off around Canada, all the border, and around the Mexico border, and like basically in both movies we're, we're at war with the world. Um, Snake Bliskin is forced by the government to, you're not going to be killed if you go into these areas where we've lost, I think one's the president, and one's a box containing nuclear codes in these prisons, and they are, what happens is planes are crashed on purpose with the president in one plane in one movie, and this box with nuclear codes I believe in another to make them hard to get to by enemies of the fascist United States government. Actually, I think the one that was nuclear codes was codes to a giant EMP burst and satellites that was going to be pointed at 
countries in the world who are, for whatever reason, going to attack the United States because, um, I guess in this fascist um, apocalyptic future, we're invading or threatening to invade the countries of the world, and they're like, no, 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 no. So Snake Bliskin has to go in there, and they're they're silly good movies. They're they're cool. The acting's a little eh, but they're they're fun if you just want a fun movie. I remember watching them, and I remember Kurt Russell's also in The Thing, 1982, so two years after The Fog, a year after um, Escape from New York, and really good movie. Um, the effects in it are amazing. One thing I don't like a lot about a lot of new movies, or movies that start around the 2000s or 90s, late, mid-late 90s, is that they take CGI and they want the whole movie to be CGI. They want to do a lot of crazy things that are cool if it works out. But with CGI, especially in the earlier years, it's kind of eh. Like at the time, you thought it was great, right? But looking back, it's like I wish that the effects that were used in the thing were more possible or were used more often. I don't know how they probably cost more money, but I wish they were used more often, right? I think that'd be better. I prefer it at least like better, and it's just like my opinion. There's no better or worse, right? But then if you watch the prequel to the thing, you notice in it that they use a lot of CGI and I've read stuff that says they tried to use um, like real stuff, like um, I can't, animatronics maybe, um, real suits, artwork, designs, or people with, you know, their hands. Not CGI but something went wrong, I'm not sure if that's true, I don't really care. To find out because it doesn't really matter. That movie is still good, not as good as the original. But for anyone who hasn't watched the thing, please watch the thing, John Carpenter's the thing, before you watch the prequel. Because there, there's a difference. It's like you could watch it in the order that any universe they exist. Which for me, there's a difference because like. To, to get it and want to see and want to care about the prequel, in my opinion, you got to understand and see the first one. That's a similar rule I have with Star Wars because the time frame it comes out, unless it's intended to, and, and even then I'm kind of like, eh, comes out because you're seeing the world as it was, the world, the universe, the galaxy, as it was built, the story as it was built. And so yeah, the prequel might have might not have came first. So you're going to see a lot of stuff that it is referencing and playing off the original film. So when you have stuff that's referencing, that's making jokes, or that's pulling from, that's building off of, don't you want to watch the first thing that's building off of so when you go and see the other things it makes sense? Versus what people usually recommend to watch it out of order from when it was released in our world, the real world, that's where people come from a point where they've seen both. And I think that's the thing people need to think of when they go when they make that argument. Because if you've seen it and then you go, it should have been done like this, you don't really know until you've somehow at both times seen it that way and seen it the other way without having seen it yet. Because then you're going to have an opinion. But when the world's building off of like you know the, tri- the Star Wars trilogy, you start there and you kind of get where everything else is coming from. Versus if you start with the prequels. You know, those were made based off of the trilogy. So even though they, in-universe, come before it, 
they're built off of that. So you're actually, you know, if it's done right intentionally, you shouldn't be confused, but you're not going to be getting the references or understanding it or be as excited for it because everything was based off of coming from here, going back in time. So yeah, you can start with the trilogy or the prequel, but you're not. it's not going to be the same as if you watched the first one, the, the one that began it all. And I also want you to find that one, I'll be honest, to find that one to be like your favorite um, and to be a little bit annoyed with the CGI like I am. I'll be honest, I want you kind of on my side because you're on my side of this special. So the thing is definitely my favorite. But then please watch Assault on Precinct 13. It's a weird movie. I like it. Probably heard of Big Trouble in Little China. It's not my favorite, mainly because like, eh. I just, I, like, I feel like there's some exciting fight scenes in it, but really everything that's not a fight scene is just not, you know, the dialogue isn't great. But, you've probably heard of another one, the Halloween franchise. Um, he was the composer and executive producer of the 2018 one, but he also worked on a lot of the earlier movies, including the first two. And the first two are my favorite two. I love Michael Myers, not to be confused with Mike Myers, who I also like. But Michael Myers is a serial killer. He was after Jamie Lee Curtis. And an issue I do have with this, which I want to know how everyone else feels, is the 2018 one is said to be the sequel to the original one. So all like the 20 in between the first one and this 2018 sequel are no longer part of the main universe. Which I like Halloween 2 a lot. And I want it to be part of the main universe. Because... For me, it seems weird that Michael is so obsessed with Jamie Lee Curtis if, which I'm spoilers here, if she is not his sister. It makes sense why he would go after her, because in the first movie, he, well, the movie, the beginning of the first movie, he kills his older sister. It would make sense that he's going after her if it's because she is also his sister, just this younger one. I don't see why he would care and be so fo hyper-focused on her if he wasn't because then I was saying oh it makes sense he's fixated on sisters for some reason so he goes after Jamie Lee Curtis because it's been like decades and he's going to go after her again in 2018 when the first time he tried to kill her was in 1980 doesn't make any sense unless he has an issue with his sisters or some fixation on killing them so I believe or I wish that Halloween Halloween 2 cut out the rest until you get to Halloween 2018 sequel and go boom those three are a trilogy those three are canon and I hear them making another one and I'm kind of worried about that because it gets to the point of kind of like the Jurassic World where it's like where are we going with this are we just beating the horse to death and then continuing to beat it after you've killed it I because uh, I don't know he's, he's a human serial killer oh god I'm just ranting to no one he's a human serial killer so how many times is he going to get shot? He's gotten shot a lot. He's gotten shot, thrown off a car. I think he gets run over once. And he's becoming more of a human, turning into a literal monster. Like, he wasn't supposed to be like a literal, like, demon. Or zombie. Or monster. He wasn't supposed to be. He's just supposed to be a human being at our worst. And that's the monster. Just people. Just a person. A terrifying, determined, scary, heartless person. So, but he's going to become a demon, like a literal demon or a zombie or some other monster that just can be shot again and again. Like, think if anyone's seen 
the Friday 13 movies, Jason. Jason can get shot, killed, stabbed, whatever, and if you look away, you don't even have to look away, but if you look away at his body on the ground that you think is dead, he is gone. In one movie, he goes from like the third story of a building down to the basement like that because no one looked at him for a second. I think Jason in Space, which is not a good movie, he uh, he was locked in a prison where people, there's multiple people who are working around him like an office or desk who are just there to look at him. For some reason, they left one person in there who seemed like to be an intern and covered him up. So guess what happened? He got out because he couldn't look at him with a gigantic blanket over him. But it's that kind of stuff. Like, that's Jason's thing. Don't make that Mike Myers thing. My, my, Michael Myers is scary because he's a dude. He's just a man. He's real. He's not fictional. He's not made up. He is real. He is determined. He is crazy. Um, gosh. Is there anything else that I want to complain about or talk about? Um, about him. Um, there's another movie that isn't too great that didn't do too well, um, Village of the Dam that he made. It's a remake of a black and white movie, which is amazing. The black and white, I think, gives it a scarier feel, a creepier feel, and the older acting style makes it come off scarier, so I don't know if that's just because I have a weird opinions of the older ones, or it's because I did it on purpose, but it's scarier. However, Village of the Dam 1995 has Mark Hamill as, I don't know if he's a priest or a preacher, but as a religious official in there, so if you want to see a little Mark Hamill in something other than Star Wars, but he's also not voice acting, so you get his face. Village of the Day of 1995. It is not the worst movie. It's not the greatest, but like, because the original one's better, I would suggest watching that. Um, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. I'll take that back. I was about to crap on it, but no, it's it's a good movie. Village of the Damned is a good movie, whether it's the old one or it's remake, because I like the premise. Um, I'm not going to share anything on that, because that one, the premise, is kind of like, the weirdness of it, the story is kind of, you know, the scariest part of it, and if I say it, there's no, there's no twist. Now, I know I spoiled a lot of stuff, and this might seem weird, but like, you got to watch that movie, because if I tell it to you, there is no suspense, and there is no interest, there is no intrigue, in my opinion. But, yeah, I think that's my spiel on John Carpenter and his works that I love. If you guys have an opinion on any kind of horror movies, please let me know. Because, you know, this is a conversation, this is dialogue. And once again, um, whether you had a good week or not, you're a winner and you made it through it. Um, please know that you did something amazing. I happen to have the easiest week this week. So if you were able to make it through a week or another week like this or many weeks like this, congratulations. Literally congratulations. No joke. Like a tough week's a tough week. Um, happy you made it through it. I hope you make it through many, many more. Um, good night. Happy Friday. I will see y'all on Sunday. Um, expect around 8 o'clock. I'll be doing these around 8 o'clock. Um, it's late enough in the night where I can take a break for my day. Peace out.